and welcome to mini episode 21 of Real Life Ghost Stories. How you do? We have two listener stories for you today. Are you ready? No. Well, we're just going to go straight ahead and get stuck into it. So our first story comes from Robin. This isn't my story. This is my mother's. She does have a flair for the dramatic. However, as I will explain, I physically saw proof to her story. I have a few stories regarding this specific house. However, this is one of the weirder ones. If you want to hear more, they include sleepwalking, things turning on, and me seeing odd things. Around 98, or maybe 97, my sister and I were spending the summer out of town at my dad's house, some two and a half hours away. My parents being divorced, we primarily lived with my mother and my stepfather in a part of town that if you went too far in certain directions, it got rough real fast. To give some clarity, our house was a single story with an open carport with two main entrances to the house from the front. A main door in the front and a side door in the carport. The front door opened to a small tiled hallway. Because of this, every time someone knocked, it echoed in the house. Sometime after my mom and my stepdad had gone to sleep, my mom heard a female pounding on the front door screaming, help me. My mother tried to wake up my stepdad, who is a heavy sleeper. As the pounding continued, my mom could hear the doorknob rattle as someone tried to open the door. When my mother finally woke my stepdad, the noises had stopped. Choosing to ignore the incident until morning, they eventually fell back asleep. My mom checked with the neighbours in the morning to see if anyone had seen or heard anything the night before, but of course no one had. I might have choked this up to some story my mom made up if it wasn't for what I saw. The day she asked our neighbours about the woman screaming for help was the day my dad dropped my sister and I off. As we got out of the truck, my mom was using a hose to spray down the front of the house. This isn't something I would normally see her do, so I asked what she was doing. She replied rather flatly, I have to get the handprints off. All over the front door, around the window seals and the side door were darkened red handprints. That wasn't the part that worried me. What worries me is that the handprints were along the very top of the wall, where the house meets the roof. From the front door to the side door was dark red, almost brown handprints all along the top of the wall. We never found out what happened. Oh, it's that. So when when I first read this, I thought, oh, this woman was obviously like really injured or really needed help or whatever. And then I got to the bit with the handprints as as tall as the roof. Like what in the world? I don't know what that is. That's weird. That's got real skinwalker energy. Yeah. It's almost like it was a trap. Like the woman screaming wasn't actually a woman screaming. Yeah. It's like, come outside to see what's going on. Go, go, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what it feels like anyway. But imagine seeing those handprints on the side. Actually, do you know what? I'd be slightly concerned if I came home and saw my mum watering in front of the house. I mean, it makes sense, actually, when you get into the story, but that's not usual activity, is it? Like spraying down the front of your house? No, it, it, I mean, it isn't. And then if she was like, oh, I have to get the handprints off, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. But Somebody then call the doctor. see them kind of understands I'd want to get them off as well. 
I mean, it's really tricky, isn't it? Like, what would you do if you had somebody pounded on your door screaming for help in the middle of the night and you can't wake the other person next to you up? I know what you'd do. You'd go down and open the door. I fucking would, like an idiot. Let a skinwalker in. (laughs) And then we'd, that'd be it. Yeah. I think, but I think actually your gut instinct is, I think most people want to help others. So the gut instinct would be to open the door. I think in the heat of the moment. Yeah. But it it's also would be a quite a frightening experience I yeah, think, absolutely. if you're if you're essentially on your own because she yeah. couldn't wake her husband up. But why didn't the neighbours hear it? If this woman is pounding and yeah. screaming on the door, why didn't the neighbours hear well, it? Well maybe they thought, well isn't she's not knocking on my door, so But when she asked the neighbours the next day they didn't hear anything. Oh yeah. So Good point. see I'm not taking notes today. <laughs> no, you can tell. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's just weird, isn't it? That's very weird. Would you like another story? No. We've got one more story today. Maybe we just stop there? Nah. And this story is from the lovely Carly. When I was a child, myself and my family moved just outside Gorey, County Wexford in Ireland. My mother's hometown. We rented a house on a six-month lease while my parents looked for a house to buy. This house was where, apart from a few things that happened when I was a toddler, things happened that made me believe in the paranormal. It started off pretty normal, but there was a room downstairs where we kept storage boxes of household things until we were able to buy a house and move. This room was always inexplicably ice cold, and I always felt a presence when I would play in there. I don't know how to explain the feeling other than that I definitely didn't feel alone. As the weeks went on, I'd started to tell my parents about the man that would play with me in the garden. My mum and dad would watch me from the kitchen window and see me talking to someone that wasn't there. They put it down to an overactive imagination. That was until one day I came inside hysterically crying and proclaiming that I did not want to play with the man anymore because he was bad. I only have a vague memory of this incident and just remember feeling shocked and scared. At this point, my father had started to experience goings-on in the house too. On one occasion, he was outside the front door, loading things into the boot of the car, when he heard footsteps crunching over the gravel driveway. The footsteps walked straight past him and around the side of the house. He says the crunching of footsteps were undeniable, but there was no one to be seen. At this point, things really amped up for me. I would wake in almost every night sensing something in my bedroom watching me and scream and cry until my mum came in to comfort me. I remember sometimes just hiding under my covers and pretending to be asleep in the hope that it would leave again. Something I'd never done before, as I had always been a pretty calm child and a good sleeper. This is where I have the memories that have stuck with me ever since and I don't have any other explanation as to why I could have seen this. Every morning, I would typically wake earlier than my parents, and I would go downstairs, curl up in the armchair in front of the television, and put my cartoons on. To the left of the TV was a fireplace. Near enough every morning to my memory, I would see the silhouette, or almost a shadow, if you like, of a male figure pacing slowly back and forth across the mantelpiece. I would look backwards out of the window of the living room and, of course, no one would be there. 
Bear in mind, the house was set well back from any kind of road and in quite a rural setting, so there was nothing physical that could have cast the shadow. I saw this so many times, and looking back, it almost seems as though it was reenacted perfectly every time I saw it. As my dad was originally from Belfast, we would often travel up there to visit my grandmother. The last straw for him was when we travelled back home after a visit up north. My dad went to use the downstairs loo after a long drive home, which was located off the kitchen. In his own words, he said that he was sitting on the toilet and out of nowhere felt an ice-cold breath at the back of his neck and a faint disembodied voice whispered, Welcome home, into his ear. I don't think he even wiped his arse before bolting out (laughs) of there white as a ghost, excuse the pun, and jabbering about how he couldn't explain what he just heard. Not long after that, Dad insisted we rent another house. He doesn't talk about it much, but he did tell me that upon questioning the locals, it turned out that the house was built on a burial ground. This always confused me, as I thought spirits haunted places they died, not where they're buried. But I guess there's so much we don't know. I don't want to keep this too long, but I'm going to add another bit in. My parents ended up building a house on Tara Hill. From my maternal grandmother's land that she left to mum when she passed away. Now, I don't know whether I was just prone to this spooky shit as a child, but one night as I was trying to fall asleep, lying on my side, something growled at me from behind me. It was the most menacing, threatening feeling I have ever felt. I truly felt like something was about to pounce on me. Needless to say, I let out a scream that even Mariah Carey would be envious of. (laughs) My mum still says that while racing up the stairs after she heard me, she thought I was genuinely being murdered in my bed. I didn't sleep in my room for months. Not long after that, I was back sleeping in my room. I had my best friend staying for a sleepover. We were being silly, messing around, when all of a sudden, another deep, menacing growl from the side of the bed. She heard it too. No idea why these things happened, or what they were, but they've sparked my obsession with the paranormal. There are definitely some things out there that just defy explanation. Imagine if that growling was then followed by Scooby-Doo's voice. Why Scooby-Doo's voice? Well, Scooby-Doo's a friendly dog, isn't he? Yeah. So I was just trying to think of something that would be not as Something terrifying. nice, something yeah. that's not as scary. So he's just growling to wake you up, and then he's like, I can't do a Scooby-Doo accent, but then he's like, oh, how are you doing? You right? Which is notoriously what Scooby-Doo says. Notice you sleeping there. Have um, a nice sleep. Yeah. Tuck her, tuck her in. It is interesting what that person said, though, because we always think that ghosts haunt the place where they die, but then some people think that they haunt the places where they've had memories, don't they? Strong memories. And then other people, well, everybody thinks that they're, but like the cemeteries are haunted. Yeah, well, I don't So maybe really... there's no, like, logic behind it. Maybe you just haunt what you haunt. I don't really understand why a cemetery would be haunted. Like, obviously I get it's full of dead people. I get that. But like she said, they're, that's just where they've been laid to rest. They didn't live there. They didn't, like, frequent there, probably. So I don't, I don't know. I just don't find cemeteries very scary. What if you're underthinking this conundrum oh i'm underthinking go on because we're talking about you're talking about modern burials really where people would normally put in the ground when they're definitely dead there was a period of time when 
people in comas were buried by mistake. So maybe that is the place they died. Yeah, that is true. I mean, they, you know, in the Victorian area, they had they had all those little trinkets yeah. in coffins, like bells and stuff. So yeah, that but if then you were pre- buried prior alive, to that, they didn't have any of it. Yeah. So they potentially people that did die in the coffin. And then I guess that's where you haunt. That's very true. But, you know, there will be a limited number of them. Well, you don't know because you weren't there. I wasn't there. That's that's also true. Yeah. I don't like the idea of that little girl playing with like a... A man out in the back garden. Yeah. Imagine as a parent yeah. and your child comes in and they're like, oh, I was just playing with a man in the garden. You'd be like... Out there with I'm, a Yeah, you would. You'd be out there going, I'm going to break his legs. Oh, great. He's also not real. Or and he it, is. Or he's... And he's also mean enough to scare the bejeebas out of the little girl. Yeah, that's... I don't I know. I want to know what he did. Do you really, though? Do you really want to know what you did? No, I don't not. mean that in a seedy way. No, I know, but yeah, because it freaked me out. Yeah. Yeah, no, maybe I don't, actually. <laughs> maybe this is the best version of that story. <laughs> just the unknown. Just leave it there. Yeah. I wouldn't sleep in the room either if something started to growl at me. I would find that very frightening, I think. Even with all of my, like, oh, I'm such a sceptic, blah, blah, blah. You wouldn't find it frightening because you sleep through it. If I was awake, right? If I was asleep, I wouldn't wake up. The demon, as we've said before, the demon would just be wasting his time trying to wake me up. But if it, if I was awake and something growled yeah. in... And a growl is a bit of an unmistakable sound, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, it really is. It's not like you could be like, oh, that was the washing machine or that was the house settling. I don't know. When we were growing up as kids, we got a lot of second-hand washing machines from my granddad. Definitely some of them growled. <laughs> and if you enjoyed this week's episode you can find me on instagram at real life ghost stories you can find dan on instagram at 50p movie club you can find us on twitter at real ghost pod you can find us on facebook real life ghost stories podcast give the page a like and leave us a review if you feel so inclined you can join our super group which is or l g s super group and the password to join is emma and dan you can also send in your own stories to real life ghost stories podcast at gmail.com. But there is around a six month wait for your story to be told. I'm very sorry. If you want to support us in a monetary fashion, you can do so on Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories, where for $5 a month or for $2 a month, you get loads of extra content. You can also subscribe to our youtube channel buy our merch and follow dan on twitch and all of those things are in the description for this episode and on that note we shall see you next week bye